Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the nine game NBA main site on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also upload on Apple Podcasts. I have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you have interest in signing up for premium content, I offer that at patreon.com, an esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package. And then I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode, this show. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, the idea is you take over under on fantasy points. So let's see, or maybe I haven't refreshed this. I should probably refresh. So this is old, um, but yeah, they have second half contests. They will have fourth quarter contests, and they'll have you know full game contests as well. Um, so you know there is these will move too. If you see one that you think is too high or too low, you should jump on it. Like I always mention, but for example, if they have like fourth quarter contests posted and a game, you know, a starter's projected for, I don't know, like 10 fancy points and that game's getting out of hand, you know, you could take the under there and obviously, you know, hope for that blowout, hope they just don't get any run, right? There, there's a little bit of edge there for sure. Um, so if you guys want to try it up, uh, you, or uh, can't talk. If you guys want to try it out, you can just sign up and use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. We'll get a 100% match up to $100. You put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And the fun thing is, and you can mix and match sports. You're not playing against anyone. It's a nice you know, change of pace from DraftKings. And finally, before we hop in the video, I just want to thank you guys, seriously, for the continued support. Uh, been getting a lot, a ton of viewers in the live stream. We had, I think, close to 400 today. So I uh, really, really uh, just want to say thank you guys again. And if you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos you don't want to live. As always, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow to go over everything and answer all your guys' questions. So make sure to check it out. And let's aim for 150 likes on this video. Um, but yeah, but all right. So before we talk about players and the prices for this nine-game slate, we can look back at the lineup here from Thursday. So this is my final lineup. Uh, Malachi Flynn, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, um, Maladon, Portis, and Stewart. So I went with basically the Toronto-Milwaukee stack with uh, Isaiah Stewart, and then I used Maladon as my last piece. And that was a little bit frustrating, tilted about it a little bit on Twitter, but uh, of course the game blows out. Like, how do you get blown out by the Cavs? How? How, how, how? So Maladon lost minutes, a little bit frustrating there. Um, so yeah, Flynn I thought was was one of the better value plays for sure. He was 83% in the high dollar. Uh, paired him with Siakam as a spend up, was a little bit worried, you know, because Siakam's been very up and down. He had a solid game. Chris Boucher, finally, finally. So my question is, why does Chris Boucher not play more, right? I've been hammering this home all year long. Finally gets minutes. You see what happens. 38 points, 19 rebounds, one assist, one block, one steal. Uh, not super popular either. Only 40% owned. He was an absolute must, a slate, bre slate breaker. If you play GBP tonight and you did not play Chris Boucher, get those shovels out and just shovel your money into the fire. Because it's a guaranteed, uh, guaranteed loss. But um, yeah, so Middleton, once again, I guess it's just a lock whenever Giannis is out for him to shoot 10% from the field. A nice 2 of 10 shooting in the first half. That's really fun. Uh, Drew Holiday, honestly, 19 fancy points. Expected a little bit more in half. We'll see. Um, I expect those guys to pick it up a bit in the second half. But both kind of floor halves of Middleton is just... 
Uh, that's that's a little bit frustrating. Portis, again, if he was starting, I was playing him. He did pick up a start, 20 fancy points at half. Uh, and then he used Isaiah Stewart for value. So, you know, what I was debating on for, I used Maldon as my last piece in. I was debating like leaving Sally on the table, maybe going Diallo. The only reason I didn't was because the Pistons still have so many guys, even with Grant Plumley out. That's like Diallo could have only played like 20 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play it safe, go Maladon. Um, but yeah, that's really it for the luck back, guys. Hope you had a good day. And let's see if we can keep it rolling for this nine game slate. So we have five of the nine games out right now. Grizzlies and Knicks, a 213.5 over under. The Grizzlies are one half point favorites. T Wolves, Celtics, a 228.5 over under. Celtics, 8.5 point favorites. Bulls, Hawks, 227.5 over under. The Hawks, three point favorites. Rockets, Clippers, a 226 over under. Clippers are 13.5 point favorites. And Wizards, Warriors, a 240.5 over under. Warriors are four and a half point favorites in that one. We'll start off with the Pacers and the Magic. A little bit hard to break down right now. What we know is Turner's out. Brogdon and Sabonis both questionable. If they're both out, I'm fine going back to Levert. I mean, I still can't get over that. 141 points scored and Levert is 31 fancy points. It still blows my mind. I, I literally, I cannot believe that. Um, I'm fine going right back to Levert if both those guys are out. TJ McConnell, you know, after he had that floor game, People hopped off. Not a, not a ton, though. I thought he'd be a lot lower owned. He was still decently high owned in the high dollar stuff. I went back to the wall. He had a big game. Again, assuming Brogdon is out, you could go back to McConnell there at 5'6", just because he's a guy that stuffs the stat sheet. The rest of the value, so um, if Sabonis is out and Goga starts, I feel pretty good about Goga. But 25 minutes, I would expect about similar minutes. Uh, and then Jakar Sampson would probably play the backup five. So those two would be pretty solid value plays. The rest of the value, I don't really trust it. McDermott was the absolute chalk in the high dollar tournaments last slate. Only played 16 minutes for some reason. Had a good, you played well, just randomly just played 16 minutes. Uh, Justin Holiday can have some upside, but also is a low floor. Jeremy Lamb only played 20 minutes. Again, can have some upside, but doesn't look like he's going to play massive minutes. Uh, Sumner will start and play about 20 minutes. They'll dust off Aaron Holiday at a nice game. It's just like, I don't really trust anyone else. Like, what is a Keelan Martin? He'll play some minutes. I don't know. Besides, you know, if Sabonis is out, I think you look to like Goga and Samson. Uh, besides that, though, I don't know if I trust anything else. On the Magic side, so they're basically fully healthy now. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. is the only one still out. There's not much here. There's re- There really isn't. Like, Mo Bamba had a big game off the bench. There is no Ken Birch. So it's going to be worse, Mo Bamba. Um, he's up 4-2. Don't expect 37 again from him. You can take a shot, but like previous games, 13, 11, 17, right? And then Wendell Carter Jr. lost Mets because of that. They should um, they should split the center minutes. So I don't know if either are necessary. And so you can take a shot in either and just hope the minutes are there. There's really just not much. Like Cole Anthony's now back, eats into MCW's minutes. Kind of just staying away. Gary Harris back too. Minnesota-Boston, not a ton here on the Timberwolves side. I think Cat is contrarian. Spend up is, is viable. Should play mid-30s. Mets has been really good, like really playing well recently. So Cat is contrarian. Spend up, I, I, could, I could see. D'Lo, if there's no minutes limit, I think is viable. But if he's going to continue to be on a 
you know, 24 minutes limit, then I'll probably look elsewhere. Edwards a little bit too expensive. McDaniels, I think, is a, is a fine value play if he can stay out of foul trouble. Two of the last four games, he's gotten in foul trouble. That's why the minutes have been limited. If he does stay out of foul trouble, should play mid-30s minutes and a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So I think he'd be a solid value if uh, if he can stay out of foul trouble. On the Boston side, basically four fully healthy besides Fournier. Top three guys are all in play because of the good matchup. No priority plays, though, for me. Robert Williams, a little bit worried about foul trouble there against Cat. Again, I mentioned the same thing about Embiid, and he got immediately in foul trouble. So I, I, like, I will take shots on Robert Williams against like less aggressive centers. I don't really want to play him against like Cat or Embiid. I'm just too worried about the foul trouble there. So that's probably it for me in Boston. Uh, moving on to Memphis and New York. Not the best matchup here. Jonas Valanciunas is in play just because he's a phenomenal point per minute guy and probably will get about 25 to 30 minutes. John Morant has been very, very up and down. Had a nice bounce back game. Again, that's not an amazing game, but 36 fantasy points. Those two are fine GBP plays. Uh, Clark is doubtful, so I think slow-mo Kyle Anderson is in play. Not going to play massive minutes, but should get around 30. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet and really does get a big boost when Brandon Clark is out. He plays more at the four. So slow-mo, I think, is the guy who looked in the mid-range. No Grayson Allen had a good shooting game. I'm not going to chase that. So that's about it for Memphis. On the New York side, not a ton. I think Randall as a contrarian spend-up is viable. But again, not the first guy, not the first spend-up in my lineup. R.J. Barrett, Burks, nah. If I had to pick a point guard, maybe take a shot on Derrick Rose, who probably plays 25 to 30 minutes, but really just doesn't stand out at that price. So there's just not a ton on the New York side. Chicago and Atlanta. So Nikola Vucevic, 9.1K. Like the matchup here, especially if Capella's out, should be able to feast against the likes of Okongo and Nathan Knight. So I do have some interest in Vooch. Uh, Zach Levine is a fine play as well at 7-8. I think he had a pretty good game tonight. I don't know exactly what he finished with, but um, yeah, Levine, Vooch, both both in play for sure. Like I think like any of the main you know rotation guys for Chicago are all fine filler plays. Like if you land in a Kobe White or a Tice off the bench or Markkanen, no one I'm like going out of my way to play, but I could see landing on like one of those guys. Moving on to Atlanta, so the big news is just Capella. Uh, again, really hoping for my best ball team he plays. Uh, if he doesn't play, we can go right back to Okongo. Okongo is uh, 4K. Still would be a solid value because I think we would get around 30 minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. And then Nathan Knight would be a viable pivot in tournaments. Uh, nice that he's power forward eligible. Played 19 minutes. Didn't have the best game. But we've seen some pretty big games from Knight in limited action. So those two value centers for sure in play if Clint Capella is out. Then Okongo a little bit safer. Trey Young, I like for tournaments. We know he's been a little bit up and down, uh, but a guy that should play 35-plus minutes in a good matchup. So do like Trey. Bogdanovich at 7K, I think is solid. Um, you know, I don't love the price. If Gallinari's out there, I think you could get to him just because he would probably be, you know, the number two on offense. Not a ton else. Like Lou Williams at 5, 500 minutes did he play last game? 23, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I don't play Solomon Hill. I don't play Tony Snell. Philadelphia and New Orleans. There's not much here, really, on the Philadelphia side. I think Embiid at 10-1 is a fine uh, spend-up. You know, did play 33 minutes. That was pretty good to see. But with Embiid in this lineup, it really just takes everyone out of play. On the New Orleans side, a little bit hard to say right now. We got Ingram. We got Lonzo Ball. We got Kira Lewis all questionable. If they're all out, then I think you can make the argument for Bledsoe just because it's basically going to be him and Zion in this offense. Even though it's a bad matchup, could see going there, could see going to Zion too. Again, I don't really like this spot here against Philly, but those two would be uh, definitely in play for tournaments just because they have like no one else that could score the ball. And then if Keir Lewis is out too, it could be IT2 season, Isaiah Thomas. I'm not kidding. 
They have no other guards. If, if Lonzo and Kier Lewis are out, it's literally just Bloodso and Isaiah Thomas. So maybe take a shot at Isaiah Thomas. I will mention uh, Najee Marshall has been some okay run off the bench. 24, 28, 23 minutes. I think he's someone that is in play if Ingram is out, right? Just because I think he'll probably find his way into 20 to 25 minutes. All right, Charlotte and Milwaukee. So uh, Terry Rozier at the top, I think, is more in play for tournaments. I don't love this price for cash. I still think, again, he can get there, but more of a tournament play at that price. Graham at this price, I think you can go to in, in either format. Uh, I think we get around 30 minutes from him. Uh, did, I guess, only play 27. Was that game a blowout and then it made close to the end? Or I forget. I guess I have to, I have to look back there, but I would think we get around 30 minutes from Graham, which makes him playable. P.J. Washington, uh, he actually, so they did a weird starting line. They started him and McDaniels, and Biombo is out of the rotation. If P.J. Washington starts at the five again, then I think he's in play because that's when he gets his boost, right? And he played a lot at the five, three blocks, two steals. So Washington would be viable. Would like him a lot more if he starts at the five. Uh, Miles Bridges at five, five, should play all the, Mexican, all the Mexican handle. Played 36 minutes. I think he's a pretty decent play in the mid-range. And then just out of nowhere, Jalen McDaniel starts and goes for 38 fancy points, 21-6-3-2. I do not expect that again, but if he does start, I think he's a good value because I'm thinking we get at least 25 minutes from him. And then Cody Zeller, again, Biombo is out of the rotation, so Cody Zeller played 28 minutes. We know Zeller's actually a pretty solid point for a guy. If we're going to get mid-20s minutes or maybe even higher than that, then I think Zeller is also someone we can look to. Uh, Wanamaker at 3-2 did play, what, 23 minutes? I actually think he's in play. Uh, the Martin Twins lost minutes, but yeah, there actually is a decent amount to like here for Charlotte uh, just because they're, again, they're missing a lot of guys. On the Milwaukee side, keep an eye on Giannis. If he's out, it's basically the same equation. It's Drew, Middleton, Bobby Portis. And I don't think necessarily think he had to play all three like I did tonight, but um, getting to at least one, maybe two of those guys, yeah, would really like all three. Um, but Middleton lately, whenever Giannis is out, just shoots... 5% from the field. And then like guys like DiVincenzo, Connaughton, Lopez, are all secondary options for me. Uh, it's really those, those three guys I mentioned that I would like to get them out. All right, San Antonio and Denver. Honestly, not much here for the Spurs. A little bit worried about the blowout. It's just close to fully healthy. I'm just probably going to stay away from the Spurs. On the Denver side, Jamal Murray is currently questionable. If he's out, you have a combination of Monte Morris, Composo, and Dozier that will eat the, the guard minutes. All three are viable. No real standouts, though. Like the other starters, MPJ, Gordon, Barton are fine options. Jokic at the top. Again, he's taken a usage hit since Aaron Gordon has come in this lineup. Yeah, just this game in general, I don't love. Washington, Golden State. So I go from a game I don't love to one of my favorite games in the slate. Uh, Russell Westbrook, even with Brad Beal in, still went off last game. He's just a very safe spin up, right? He's a guy that will probably get you close to a triple-double, has a super high floor in a 240 over under. I like Westbrook even with Beal uh, back. Now, Brad Beal, I think, is viable as well. 9-3 does seem a little bit too cheap for him. He's not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats when Westbrook's out there. But, uh, again, the price point is what makes him in play. I, I think he's more suited for tournaments. The rest of the Wizards, I am staying away. Robin Lopez, if I had to pick one. Has actually been getting some decent minutes on the bench. This game, he got injured against Toronto, so throw that out. 27, 27, 32, and 29 minutes. If he's going to continue to play close to 30 minutes, then yeah, I could see taking a shot at him for value. On the Golden State side, I do like Steph a good amount at 9-9. Uh, should play 35-plus minutes in one of the best possible spots. So do like Steph a good amount at the top. Wiggins, Oubre are kind of just 
stayaways for me when when this team is healthy. Draymond Green, I like. He got in some foul trouble last game. Kind of had a four game. I just love playing the guys that don't have to score to get fantasy points, right? He can get you the assists, the rebounds, can block some shots, get some steals. And when he does have a decent shooting game, that's when he can have like the massive, massive game. And this is the type of game I could see him going for 50 plus, going for like 15 points, 12 boards, 13 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, right? Just a, like a stat line like that. So um, I do like Draymond a good amount there in the mid-range. Wiseman finally had a pretty solid game in 25 minutes. I think he's a viable tournament play, but uh, been too inconsistent recently. And finally, Houston, the Clippers. This game has some blowout risk. Wood, viable tournament play. Kevin Porter Jr., viable tournament play. Kylie Olenek, viable tournament play viable tournament play. Kyle Olenek has been really good since joining this uh, Houston team. So those three, I think, are all in play for tournaments. It's not the best matchup, plus there is blowout risk. So I just, I don't love a lot here. Those three would be guys to look to to get different. On the Clippers side, it's basically just the top two, Kawhi and Paul George. It is a good matchup, but again, I'm a little bit worried this game does not stay close. Like Boogie got a big price hike for some reason. Um, I don't know why they're using they have too many guards now so basically the clippers are a stay away from me besides the top two guys in Kawhi and paul george uh but yeah that's gonna do it for the video today guys so if you have enjoyed the content so far i would really appreciate it. leave a like button on the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you know when i upload uh, videos you know when i go live again i will be doing a youtube live stream tomorrow so make sure to check it out thanks again have a great night guys and i'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream